Hi, I'm Pastor Roger Brown. God has gifted me the pleasure to pastor a dynamic, spirit-filled church called Life Changers Church International right here in Pittsburgh, Kansas. I believe God will use this sermon to impact your life and bring His greatness out of you. Man, I hope you get something out of this that will change your life. God bless you. Your time is very important, so I'm going to get right to the message. Have a wonderful day. Praise God. If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me this morning, if you would, to the book of 2 Kings. Let's go to 2 Kings. Let's go to 2 Kings chapter 19, and we'll start at the 19th verse. 2 Kings, First Kings, First Kings. Hang on, y'all, just hang on. I've seen my... <laughs> Tracy, she's about to slap Bruce back there. Because she's thinking, I put in the wrong scriptures and it's your fault. Now he's moving, look. Man. Bible said this better dwell on the corner of a housetop than a room with a brawling woman. <laughs> what it says in Proverbs. <laughs> it says it is better to dwell on the corner of a housetop than in a room with a brawling woman. Don't make her mad, y'all. And that is scriptural. <laughs> Praise God. My cousin, Larry Beach, I'll just give a shout out to him. He was preaching, got tongue-tied years ago, and he said, it's better to be on the corner of a housetop than a room with a broad woman. <laughs> and let me tell you something. It didn't go real good in that Pentecostal church. But I laughed. I fell in the floor laughing. And uh, it, I say stupid stuff all the time. And I think, Lord, how can I be anointed and say something like that? Praise God. If you have your Bibles, 1 Kings chapter 19. Here we try to, as much as we can, stand to our feet for the reading. So let's do that. I know you guys stand about 15 or 20 minutes of worship. Amen. But I usually stand from the time I get here. So whack, whack. <laughs> Praise God. First Kings chapter 19, verse number 19. Are you there? Three people. Are you there? Yes. Praise God. This is one time you can use your phone in church. Amen. So he departed from there and found Elisha. Talking about Elijah. So he departed from there and found Elisha, the son of Shaphat, who was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen before him. And he was the 12th. Then Elijah passed by him and threw his mantle on him. And he left the oxen and ran after Elijah and said, Please. Let me kiss my father and my mother, and then I will follow you. And he said to him, what are you talking about, dude? <laughs> Go back again, for what have I done to you? So Elisha turned back from him 
and took a yoke of oxen and slaughtered them and boiled their flesh using the oxen's equipment. <laughs> I'm going to preach about that in just a minute. Hang on. Just, just if, if you have your Bible, just underline the oxen's equipment. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. Using the oxen's equipment and gave it to the people and they ate. Then he arose and followed Elijah and became his servant. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, in this place, I ask you that you begin to move all over. Father, you teach us, you show us, you guide us. Heavenly Father, Lord, you equip us, Lord, to become servants. Father, I know, Lord, that what you have in our heart and in our mind and in this community and in this city, Heavenly Father, is to have a servant's heart. So today I ask you, Heavenly Father, Lord, you teach us how to be your servant. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Amen, you may be seated. I want to talk this morning just a little bit entitled, From a Servant's Heart. How many knows that one of the greatest things that you can do is serve? We always talk about it all the time, even on the... Uh, the fire department, it's just serving the community. Even on the, on the uh, police cars, it says serving the community. And the church talks about serving the community. And sometimes I think a lot of times the church gets stuck on themselves. I know it got quiet in here, but sometimes the church gets stuck on themselves. That they forget the part about serving. Because that is one of the main things, even Christ, when he came, he came to serve. He come with a servant's heart. He came so he could serve us. He didn't come so he could bully us. He didn't come so he could point his finger at us and tell us, you're getting it all wrong. You're doing it wrong. You're not doing it right. He, he didn't come to try to pick out the best and, and, and just whatever he could on what side of town he could and, 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 and just make some kind of Christian game. He came to serve. And when we understand that in this part where we are right now, this is the greatest time in history that, that this world has ever had. I know people talk about the 1950s. Uh, oh, I wish I could go back to the 50s. Uh, I want to go back to the 60s. Sometimes I reminisce uh, about the late uh, 70s. Uh, praise God, out there with my grandpa and, and, and the early 80s. Uh, but I realize, you know, those are some times that God has put upon my life. And sometimes I think, man, I wish time could go back uh, to the 70s or to the 80s. Uh, but I realize that we're living in the best part right now. And here's the thing about it is, uh, if we don't have a servant's heart... Uh, we're going to get up every morning, we're going to grumble, we're going to gripe, and we're going to complain, and we're going to talk about how the world's going to hell in a handbasket, praise God, and I don't know, this, this, this president we got, he's just tearing this world apart. Honey, let me tell you something, there ain't a man in this place that can tear this world apart because my God still has control over it, and we got to stand up and understand it's not this party or it's not that party, but it's the church who's took a back seat Ah, it's a church who's standing back somewhere else. I wish I would that the church would stand back up again and take its rightful place and become the servant. <laughs> we just get sidetracked sometimes. We're not seeing things right. And we've had revival. 
Man, I, I'm telling you what. Now, that's something that really makes my mouth waters when I talk about revivals that men pass around and come out. Uh, praise God. Well, we would go in and the pastor didn't even know who we was. But somebody in the church would say, hey, you got to get this little old good-looking skinny guy to come and preach. He's a fireball. And the first thing the preacher would say, well, where did he, what college did he go to? Well, I don't know. So the preacher would call me up and say, well, uh, where did you go to seminary at? And I said, in my den. I'm telling you the truth. In my den. Well, actually, it was in Margaret's den, praise God. <clears throat> because when me and Adam went full-time ministry, we had, to, we had to move out of our house because, well, nobody wanted me to come preach. See, that would have been the time would have been a good idea to say, and I changed my mind. Let's, let's, let's go. We ain't got no money coming in. We have to move out of our house. I, praise God, I ain't selling. I ain't selling my four-wheeler. Come on now. <clears throat> this would be a good time for just to stop. But at the same time, my heart was just, God was pouring in. He, he said, I, I I want you to pour out to them. And so, praise God, we moved out of our house, and Margaret, she said, hey, y'all come and move in with us, with me. Now, I thought, I don't want to move in my mother-in-law. But, but I, I, I said, okay. And I'd go in, and I'd go in that den of the mornings and sometimes late hours of the night. And I mean, I would just fall on my face. And I would just, just, just bawl like a baby sometimes for hours. Thank you, Lord. How am I going to be called? How am I worthy enough to do this? I, 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 I quit my job in, 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 in December, uh, praise God. And, 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 and now I'm trying to figure out, uh, here it is coming in January, and Y2K's coming, and everything's shutting down, and nobody's called me to preach. I don't know what to do. I think I got it wrong. God never said a word. Amen. He never patted me on the back. He never said, poor old Roger. <laughs> Even though I wanted him to say that, he never said a word. Amen. I just kept pouring out and pouring out. And finally, the Holy Ghost said, would you quit feeling sorry for yourself? Listen to me. Quit feeling sorry for yourself and just thank God for the calling upon your life and get up and serve the people. <laughs> went to a church. And this woman called me and passed around out, and we just went out. And I mean, just just at that full time, she called us out. Didn't know who he was. Uh, who he was. I think she's around the Fort Smith, Arkansas area. She calls out, and she, she she said, "Young man, you right there." I said, "Okay." And so I stood up, and she said, "Yeah, you too. Is that your wife?" And I said, "You bet it is. That's the best looking woman in this place. That's mine. Praise God." And so we stood up there. Praise God. And she walked over, and she looked at me, and she looked at Anna, and she said, "I see y'all traveling all over." And I just sat there, and the hair stood up on the back of my neck because she didn't know who I was and I looked over at Anna and she looked at me and, and she just kind of had that look like okay here it goes and she said not only that but I see y'all traveling with a travel trailer and my wife goes <laughs> seriously I'm not she goes and I'm shaking her hand like hey we went back sit down and she goes we ain't got travel trailers we got some minivan and I said I said, 
I know. I said, but there was something about that word that just went all over me. I know it was God. Got back and just thinking about that word. About three weeks later, a woman called me up and said, hey, I, 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 I'm trying to buy my husband this travel trailer because he likes to deer hunt and I don't know nothing about him, but will you come with me and, and, and tell me about this travel trailer if it's any good? And so we went and looked at it and I said, yeah, it's in good shape. And she said, here's the title. God told me to give it to you. I said, why didn't you tell me that before I got here? She said, because you would have probably said no. And I wanted to make sure you liked it because I know you and you have a servant's heart. And if you know that it would serve somebody well you would come on somebody you would do it and so and so praise God we brought the travel trailer back we put it out in front of Margaret's house and it sat there for two or three weeks and I looked at it and I thought Lord I can't haul that with my minivan how am I going to get through this what am I going to do praise God and a guy called me up one day and said hey I found the truck I want to buy it for you and I want you to pull it with that travel trailer come on somebody let me tell you something when you get a servant's heart things begin to change and things begin to happen you might not have two nickels to rub together but people will bombard your door they will kick the door down just to come because they know you have a servant's heart see we're talking about Elijah Elijah just come from the mountainside running from Jezebel Elijah called a drought seven years later or three years later it rained y'all know the story pretty well probably most of y'all do Elijah runs all the way back to to Jezreel and when he gets there Jezebel's upset because, because she hadn't been able to find him so she gets upset so she puts wanted posters up on every telephone pole in town said if you see this man I'm going to kill him. She didn't even talk to him face to face. Didn't even send him a text or Snapchat. Just put a poster up in town and somebody heard that Jezebel's looking for him. He just got a word. He runs all, 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 all the way and runs over feeling sorry for himself. Praise God. And, and, and so finally, finally he, he gets up after they have the, 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 the contest on Matt Carmel. He gets up and he's walking through and God says, hang on just a minute. God says, hang on just a minute. I want to do more you than what I'm doing so I'm going to go ahead and use you but I got a generation coming behind me come on somebody don't you I ain't you so glad that there's potential in you to become more than your daddy or your grandpa or your grandma don't you know daddies that your children ought to have greater potential than you you ought to see something in them that is greater than you Elijah come walking through and he sees Elisha. The Bible says that he's plowing with an ox. The Bible says that he's a 12th man. There's 11 men in the field. And Elijah is attracted and sees one that has a potential. So he's, he's plowing with the oxen in the field and the Bible says that Elisha is the 12th man. <laughs> and Elijah walks up. 
he takes his mantle. Now, the Bible says that he threw his mantle on him, but when you really read the Greek word, Elisha only got the mantle one time, and that was toward the ending of it. But he walked by with his mantle. And when you read this story, you will understand. He walks by with his mantle. And as he does, he just touches him. He slaps him a couple times. <laughs> he throws his mantle off and just touches, just rubs his mantle across. Listen, you got to get this story because there's a lot of people in church today who's had the mantle to touch their lives. But the mantle wasn't actually given until several years later when he went up in the whirlwind. But I want to know, how much do you got in you to become a servant's heart that you will chase after that mantle that has touched you and not give up? Because, see, you got to learn how to pour water before you can part water. And if you want to become a servant in God, sometimes you got to serve somebody before you can be somebody. And you got to know this, that when God begins to move upon the church, and many of us have sat in many services and have felt that mantle, but because all hell broke loose, and because something didn't go right, because Bubba shot the jukebox or whatever that country song is, we, we, we just get all messed up and crazy and just 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 lose our mind and jacked up and move out and leave and don't come to church for six months or seven months and get mad at everybody and blame the church and God says hang on this is my anointing I touched you with he says Elisha runs after him. He felt that touch so much that he chased the man of God. He said, hang on just a minute. I need to go back and kiss my mama and my daddy. I know it says mother and father, but we're in Kansas here. It's mom and daddy. I need to go back and kiss my mama and my daddy before I leave. And Elijah looked at him. Listen, listen, listen. The man that he was, he's looking out. And he saw 11, he saw 12 men. And he, and he was thinking, Lord, Lord, I know. Listen to me. He's thinking, I know down deep. You want to touch somebody and pass what you gave to me on. I need to tell somebody, don't you sit here in this church. Don't you sit here in this church and watch me get blessed and not get blessed too. Don't you be a part of this ministry and watch the preacher get blessed and you just step off on the sidelines. I'm here to tell somebody underneath this mantle you will all be blessed. He says I know there's somebody that I can pass. I know you want to do something great. I know there's somebody Elijah knew because the Spirit of God had already told him there's a double portion greater than you coming. So he comes out looking for somebody. My God. All the other 11 men sitting there and there's a, praise God, there's Elisha plowing in the field and all of a sudden, a man on can you just imagine that Holy Ghost breakdown he had at the
Oh, some of y'all's too dignified to do that in church, I know. <laughs> oh, I won't do that in church, but you'll sure get in them bars. And... I'm, just, I'm just being real. Oh, yeah, but that makes sense, but don't get in church. Don't mess with me this morning. I'm ready to preach. You put that phone down there, Buckwheat. <laughs> He's trying to get daddy out. Look at my dad. He's an idiot. <laughs> I'm going to tell off on myself. Man, I went glamping this weekend. Excuse me, off for Kansas City and turns off to a dirt road. And then the dirt road goes down like this. Whoa. Anna says, I'll get off. I said, okay. So she gets off. I said, where's this at? She goes, I don't know. They said, pull into the third parking lot. We passed the third parking lot a half a mile up. But we didn't know because it would be a small sign that said third parking lot. <laughs> so she's walking. She's going up through it. And it goes up a little hill where all that rain and stuff. And it just washed it out. And I mean, I was riding my bike across there going <laughs> like a rug board. I get up on one side of the hill there, and I get up, and I kind of get stuck, and the, the hill's like this, and I touch like this. The bike goes over here, and I went to put my foot down, and there's no ground. I went down, and I'm trying to <laughs> hold this bike up, and I say, Anna! <laughs> and, it, and it's just, she's just, all of a sudden, every tree's beautiful. Oh, that's so beautiful. Oh, look at this. This is going to be amazing. Ella! She goes, oh. <laughs> True story. Because she didn't want to mess her shoes up. It was on the ground. And so, so she gets over to the bike. You got, you got to understand, I mean, I'm, I'm on a road glide. This is a 1,000-pound bike, and I can usually lift 1,500 pounds, but I'm on a hill. And so she's standing up in front of it, and she's going, I can't do it. I can't do it. I got the handlebars, and I'm thinking, I need to get something besides the handlebars. And I said, I said, get behind me. <laughs> Not Satan, but get behind me. And lift this. <laughs> lift this up. She goes, I don't want to leave you. You're going to have to leave me. I can't hold this up any longer. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is our glamping stuff. I mean, listen, listen. Facebook only shows the pretty pictures. It only shows us sitting in front of the tent. But we had one hell of a day before we got to the glam. Come on, somebody. Sound like anybody else's life? You might have got up this morning and had to fight hell to get there, but you knew glamping was coming tonight. Come on, somebody. And you knew that whatever cost you had to get there, praise God. Long story short, we got the backup, praise God. I took it back to the barn and parked that dude and walked half a mile back to the tent. No, I didn't. A lady took me in her little whatever it is. <laughs> It's like going on a bike ride with Randy Jones. It's going to rain. We call him Rainy Jones. (laughs) 
Elijah comes by. Let me do this again. I got to do this better. He comes by. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I like ZZ Tom. It changes his life. See, when that mantle touches you, some of you know what I'm talking about because you've been sitting right here in the middle of this floor. Praise God. When, when, when God moved, the anointing touched your life and it changed everything. You probably said, stood right here and said, Lord, I'll follow you anywhere until that day happened. Anywhere but there. Do anything but that. He had no idea what was about to happen in his life, but the mantle touched over him and 11 other men just stood there while Elisha was the 12th man. The Bible's, listen to me, listen to me. There's a reason why the Bible has these numbers, these names in there. We, we understand that 12, uh, 12 means government uh, and God is about to move uh, and he is going to shake some things. Uh, and you may be upset with your government, uh, but I need to tell you right now, my Bible says uh, that the government uh, is upon his shoulders. Uh, and I need you to know right now uh, that Jesus is still standing uh, in the same place uh, and he hadn't left uh, and the power and the glory of God uh, that is moving upon this nation it's because there has been a mantle that has been cast but I want to know who's ready to be a servant and chase after the mantle <laughs> Elijah's like now God I know that you called you called somebody in this field Elijah comes running over and says, hey, let me go back and kiss my mama and my daddy. And Elijah's like, <laughs> what are you talking about, man? Go back where you came from. What did I do to you? See, I told my boys at a younger age, if you want to preach, preach. If you don't want to preach, don't preach. I didn't tell them that because preaching was easy because it's hard. I didn't tell them that running the church is the simplest thing because, because it's hard at times. But, but I wanted them to know that if I could talk them out of it, they would never do it. If you can talk somebody out of it, then, then they ain't worth it. And that's what Elijah was doing. He was looking at him and saying, go back. What did I do? He said, let me see if I can talk this joker out of this. Because he's the one that the anointing passed over. Let me see if I can get him to stay over. And so, and so all of a sudden, he said, I'm going to go kiss my mama and my daddy. And so Elijah's sitting over and he's watching him. He's thinking, well, maybe, God, I missed you. Maybe I missed you. Maybe he's not the one. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> he walks over to his plow, picks it up, and he's like, yeah, he's going to go back to work. And all of a sudden, he just, just busts that plow all to pieces and uses it for killing, for fire. Sometimes you got to burn your past if you're ready to be a servant. Somebody hear me right now. You don't need nothing to go back to. Sometimes you got to burn everything in your life and say, I can't go back. 
And the reason why some of y'all has got the mantle and the reason why some of y'all isn't serving like you need to is because you ain't burnt your past up. You still got something to go back to. But you better understand, if you're going to get this type of anointing, you got to burn everything behind you. <laughs> he uses his equipment. Ooh. Uses his equipment. Then he takes 11 men and sitting over and watch him as he's plowing the field. The man, he's going mad. And then he takes a knife and he walks up. And listen, listen. An ox is strong, but it's dumb. It's considered one of the dumbest animals in the Bible. It's strong enough uh, to pull trees down uh, and to plow fields, uh, but it's the most dumbest animal. I, I don't know about you, uh, but I think I would quit following dumb people and dumb things uh, and dumb stuff. Uh, I think I would burn it up uh, and follow after God. Uh, come on, somebody, uh, because you keep running around with dumb people, you're going to do dumb things. Uh, you keep living in a dumb world, uh, you're going to have a dumb reality. Uh, and it's time uh, to get away from the strong things uh, and walk after God and quit following after dumb stuff. Woo! He takes that knife, he cuts the throat of all 12 of them oxen, big old animals, just walks up, just, I know this is graphic, but hang on, Facebook gonna kick me off. Oh, he's talking about blood. <laughs> Falling over dead, cutting. Listen, listen. We read this story and we say, "Oh, well, he tore up his his plow and he burned his oxen, and now he's falling." This is this is over a half a day that he has got to spend as he tears the plow up, as he as he kills the oxen, as he quarters them up. He boils their flesh. Listen, he boils their flesh. He doesn't burn them on the fire, but he burns. My God, he burns that thing he can go back to, and he burns it up but the Bible said he boils their flesh with the fire from his stuff Elijah's sitting over there I wish this dude would come on well I don't know if he's following his fingernails that's kind of wimpy he's probably It might have been. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he gets done. He walks over and he follows after Elijah. It's said that there's eight recorded miracles in the Bible. He gets down to the end of Elijah's life. That's why I had second kings in mind. He's fixing to take him up. And he says, hey, listen, this, this is where the servant comes in. Come on, somebody. Listen, listen, listen. I know some of you, y'all thinking, I don't know. You know I, I'd follow Brother Roger, but, you know, there's some days that's just, that's just too hard. I don't know. I mean... You know, I, I, I don't know. I, mean, I can do it for a little while, but after a while, all that screaming and yelling, I just got to put earplugs in and get on my nerves. I can't, I got to have some peace and quiet. He's following after in this, 
He's going down to the end of it. And the Bible says that he tells him in 2 Kings chapter 2, he says, if you'll go with me to Gilgal, If you'll stay with me till Gilgal. He walks over to Gilgal. Gilgal in Hebrew means faith. I'm telling you right now, when you serve God, the first thing you got to do is faith. You can't do it out of what? Well, that life worship band is good. Well, the king's kid is great. It's got to be faith. Sometimes you got to come to church when you don't feel like it. Sometimes you got to pray when you don't feel like it. Sometimes you got to write the tie check with the bank. Ah, no. That's crazy faith right there. All preachers don't be talking about that. Putting people in a hole. Honey, I'm Telling you right now, there's been some Sunday mornings we walked in here and wrote a tie check and said, In the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody. Because when I told God a long time ago, I'll never miss another one. I'll never step back away from you. If I ever repent of it, that's done. I'm walking with it. And there has been times that my faith. See, some people come to church and just contribute. Oh, I better get off that. That's, that's, that's money, and we get mad when we talk about money. He says, he says, he follows him to Gilgal, what's his faith? Whew. Okay. I can't read that. What's that say? Underline words. that Jericho? Jericho. Jericho. He says, if you'll follow me, I'd set him up. <laughs> Praise God, when he gets ready, when he wants to backslide, I'm just going to pull this up and say, hey, you said Jericho. <laughs> Come on, y'all. Jericho means warfare. When you get into the faith part of it, now you got to be ready to fight for it. I don't know about you, but I ain't been saved this long just to back up and walk away. I got a WWE belt around my waist every time I walk into the devil's hell and I tell him I am the world champion. God has anointed me and appointed me and you ain't taking my stuff. Whoo, that double check. If you'll follow me, listen, listen. He was called to be a servant. And all he's doing is pouring a man of God's water in the morning so he can wash his hands and wash his face and wash his feet. He's pouring a man of God a cup of water because he gets thirsty. He's carrying the staff. He's carrying all the equipment. He's carried around. Every time the man of God goes into the bed chambers, he makes sure the bed is just right. Come on, somebody. That's way too much for some of us. Well, I ain't been called to mess around with people like that. Praise God, God didn't call me in here so I could just be your nanny, so I could be your butler. I ain't doing that. I got greater things. If God called me, then I'm going to do what? My God, somebody hear me. Sometimes when that mantle's been passed, God's saying, I need to know who's really going to follow me. <laughs> if you'll follow me to Jericho, they go to Jericho. He said, if the Lord take me up, then I'm going to pass this mantle. Then he says, Hang on. Then he says, 
I can't read that. That's it. What's that word say? Pray. Leave us. Is that Bethlehem? Jordan. Jordan. Oh, Jordan. Jordan. Now it says, if you'll follow me to Jordan, that word Jordan means visions. Listen, I don't even have time to preach this morning, but I'm going to. Listen. He says, I need you to first follow me to Gilgal to faith. I need you then to follow me to Jericho, which is warfare. And now I need you to go to Jordan, which is vision. Listen, I had to go through faith. I had to fight the devil before I could ever see it. Some of us want to walk up in the church and just see it. If I can't see it, then I'm done. Well, I prayed about it, and I don't feel it, so I'm leaving. Well, I, I went ahead and paid my time, preacher, and I lost everything I got. I don't see nothing. I went ahead and prayed that my mama would get healed, and nothing happened. I prayed that I'd find another job, and nobody hired me. I don't see it. I'm just going to quit. Honey, let me tell you something. You don't get to the vision part until you step out in faith, until you fight the devil, and then God said I'll show it to you it's first frozen chosen Pentecostal church is I finally on fire listen he got over to Jordan and the whirlwind came he went up in the chariot of fire but he had his mantle with him. Listen, you got to get this. While he was going up, Elisha had done been all across the country. Now he's leaving and he's got the mantle. And Elisha cries out, My father! Elijah says, Oh, excuse me. Elias is standing underneath. And if he catches it, come on. If he catches it, he gets it. Some of us has had the mantle thrown across us. We've had the mantle thrown across us. And we sat and we've been through some stuff. We've been through some crazy stuff. And it's been come time to pass. And God throws it. But then we got so waiting for so long. We get so busy at checking everything out. We get so busy because everything went wrong. We get so busy trying to figure out what we're going to do. That when the mantle goes by, it just. My God, y'all better hear me. In here. When a mantle goes by, we miss it. But if you catch it, come on, somebody. If you can catch it. <laughs> Pastor Randy, come to the piano, please. What is about to happen, anytime God wants to move, he always looks down and he finds a city to move in. When God starts in the city, then he finds a church 
he can be established in. When God finds a church, then he wants to find the angel of the house, the man of God, who will begin to speak. Listen to me. I need to tell you something right now. I've got something to say in Pittsburgh, America, and I need y'all to know right now, I don't need to be the only church here, but I will not be a church that just sits by and the mantle's been passed and we're too busy chasing Facebook and chasing social media and chasing Biden or chasing Trump or being a Democrat or being a Republican until we miss it. <laughs> 